Hello, everybody. It's 1106 on WSIC News Radio, and you're listening to We're Just Saying with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. I'd like to be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. We are streaming live on the WSIC News website, Facebook page, YouTube, X, formerly known as Twitter, and LinkedIn. Senator Sawyer, how are you this morning? I am very excited to be here. We had another smooth start to the radio show <laughs> as the professionals that we have morphed into, uh, we knew that we were on the air, but then we didn't know that we were on the air. So, well, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, when we get enthralled in me, cause you know, we do deep show prep and right. we get into really heady issues, things that concern people. I believe just before we came on the air, we were talking about trunk or treats. And right. so, I mean, which are, you and know, needing a research assistant, and needing a research assistant and things like show. that. So obviously, you know, a little grace out there out in radio land, <laughs> but if you would like to be part of the show, eight, four, four studio four. So, um, did yes. you have a good Halloween, by the way? Halloween? Gosh, it feels like 100 years away. I don't, yeah. I don't think we talked about it last I know, We didn't <laughs> talk about it. Actually, I worked. So when I do have a paying gig, and I think we talk about it on the show, but um, since we're out of Raleigh, I've been catching up on all the work that I really need to get done for our um, insurance agency. Because so that's what not, I did. you do have a day job. I do have a day job, <laughs> and there are things that have to be done for that day job. So I've really just had my nose in the books and fixing everything that I have uh, put on the back burner for a little bit. Absolutely. So we just uh, came out of municipal elections on uh, Tuesday. Yes. There were a number of elections going on across the country and everything like that. So it was a mini election day, so to speak, or mini elections this week. Well, you know, North Iredell does not disappoint when it comes to elections and municipal elections. No, they do not. Yet again, we have a municipality that had all write-in candidates win. And it's like, so Love Valley used to be where you where you would find that. But this time of the round, we had it in the, th- in the uh, town of Harmony. In the town of Harmony, no less. So, yeah, they had, um, I have not researched this. That's what we were talking about, that we needed a, um, a crackpot reporter. But um, the word on the street is, is that the folks in Harmony had asked for a Halloween festival um, that was not granted by the town. And therefore... I'm assuming a bunch of mad mamas. <laughs> yeah. That usually is what it is, is mad mamas got together and now they have an entire new town council all write-ins. Well, that will obviously that will never happen again. Uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Halloween festivals will move forward in harmony. Yes. But um, yes. there was a couple, uh, obviously the, um, you know, up and down the uh, I-77 corridor had a number of uh, municipal races yes. in Mooresville, Cornelius, um, you know, harken a little bit back, it seems, to the Joe Knox days when the Knox brothers ruled 77, the car brothers yes. now are part are are governing in uh, cities in uh, in on Long Island mm-hmm. uh, seventy seven. Uh, Chris Carney obviously um, elected mayor of Mooresville. Uh, Robbie Carney obviously elected uh, new commissioner in Cornelius. Yeah. So very interesting. And then um, at, down in Charlotte, really the only race that was worth watching down there was um, uh, Tark Bakari, um, yes. who actually uh, uh, won his race. Uh, the still the lone Republican in all of Mecklenburg County, uh, it appears, uh, still um, uh, still serving. So really. Yeah. Exciting election day, but you actually had been. Uh, we had been talking a little bit about um, the uh, uh, the uh, ballot initiative, if you will, um, in Ohio. Oh, uh, right. That basically had right. made um, you know someone, and they and this is interesting. This so this was not something that the legislator put forward. Correct. This is something uh, known as sort of an, a, a citizen initiated initiative. Yes, where, say where, that really fast yeah, a bunch of times. Exactly, and so <laughs> that had uh, been initiated, and so oh, basically it made it. it made uh, essentially what what the news media is enshrined. 
abortion uh, rights into the Constitution. Constitution. Um, and the language of it was very broad. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically it just said that you know each individual person has the right to make their decisions on fertility, birth control, mm-hmm. um, pregnancy, uh, miscarriage care, and then it had abortion in there. Yeah. And so still very broad. There was not um, anything limiting the legislature's ability to um, you know I- issue sort of constraints on that mm-hmm. or, or regulations on that or anything. But it raised an interesting question is because in North Carolina, we don't have that. Correct. We don't have citizen-initiated initiatives. Everything has to come through the legislature. And so you had raised the interesting question on, you know, should we have that in North Carolina? Yeah, should we? What do you think? Uh, uh, so that, so that, that was, my, that was your long lead up to ask me, should we? Yeah. Well, you know, I love history and I'm not going to make the um, Peabody and Sherman reference this time. But I oh, will, it was a fantastic reference. It was. It was. My delivery was a little slow, but I do appreciate <laughs> the reference. But, you know, I did look back and to see where did this come from. And Nebraska was the first state to allow citizen initiatives in 1897. Um, that is interesting to me because it became from this populist view, huzzah, huzzah. history that comes again, a uh, populist view that their elected representatives were going to D.C. and representing D.C. and not their own Midwestern states. Yeah. So that is where this ca- became uh, law. And then since then, there's only 26 other states that actually can do this. Yeah. Um and in the last 30 years, no state has approved any new citizen initiative processes until so, – so there's not been any uh, expansion of this. So do you think that people should be able to put something on the ballot to vote? No. And here is why. Um, Because I think that we have um, elective representation for a reason Mm -hmm. um, in our state. And um, each person elected represents the interests Mm -hmm. of their area of the state and their Mm -hmm. district, which is good. The problem with a citizen-initiated initiative is, let's take North Carolina, for example, in such a scenario – an initiative could come out of Charlotte and Raleigh um, that it would be very difficult for anyone surrounding to be able to combat. And thus you would be essentially forcing, if you will, a, a, you know, a tyranny of the majority to be quite fair with you. Um, And I really think the majority of folks don't want, um, you know, the folks on the East coast, on the East coast of of North Carolina and the West or, or anywhere surrounding the Mm -hmm. big um, urban areas want them calling the shots for, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, for their, for the overall state. And so I do not agree with that. I think if you have, um, you know, ballot, you know, initiatives that you want uh, to see policies you want enforced, that's what your elected representatives are for. And they go to Raleigh and they negotiate those things. So no, I do not support that. But at we all. can change the constitution in North Carolina. It is it is a le- living, breathing document. And so you can, and the legislator did recently, uh, put ballot initiatives on the ballot to be considered by the state. So um, if you could do one change to the constitution of North Carolina, what would it be? Alpha the cuff. What do you think? Uh, change in the uh, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Well, now that voter ID uh, yeah. is back is back there. Um, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I'd have to think about that. I have an unpopular one. Uh, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Which one do you have? I want to remove all political signs from the right of way. Uh, I want to stop electioneering at the polling why do you locations. Hate free speech. I know. <laughs> That's where it's unpopular. I do not like when you go to vote 
and you get harangued by people like me who want your vote. I think it should be back up, get away, let me go from my car to the voting location with no interference. I cannot stand electioneering. If you want my vote, then do your homework and come and knock on my door or send me a mailer or do something to make sure or call me on the phone. But when I leave my car and walk to that building, leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> and lastly, do not put and muddy up the middle of the right-of-ways for all of everybody to see. Those signs do not affect votes. All they are are psychological warfare on your opponent to make him think that you got more volunteers than you do. You're passionate about this. I, I am. I am. I'm going to run for governor based on this oh, in 50 years. This, they, in 50 I was going to say, let's caveat I, this because that could go really wrong for I know, you I know. right now. You're listening and we're just saying on WSIC News Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator and only Senator Only. Senator. I got carried away. Yeah, you did. We'd like to be part of our show, 844 <laughs> Studio 4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, Facebook page, YouTube, Exploring Those Twitter, LinkedIn. A little cleanup. The passion is strong. The passion is strong. We have gotten about more calls. Yes, about electioneering. Okay, so, so for clarity, for clarity, everyone out there, I'm like, not running for you governor. You are not running for governor. You had just said in 50 years, right. if you ran, you would run on no signs in the right of way. Right. So Governor was, Martin ran on one on finishing 40 from Wilmington to Raleigh. My my speech, and would not be anytime soon, would be <laughs> to ban <laughs> signs the from right the right of way. You know, when we first started this, the, one of the rules was you're not supposed to get yourself into these I kind know, of things. I and know. You just can't help yourself. I know. I can't. But you know who else is getting himself into some things? Yes, we do have a guest yeah. calling in right now who is actually running for what yes. they say they're running for. Yeah. Uh, Luke Farley running for Labor Commissioner. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning, David. Senator, good to talk to you all. Hey, thank you for calling in, and I appreciate it. Luke, you uh, have done something that I have not, which is put your name in to a statewide elected race for the Department of Labor. Um, and I've been reading your background. You're really well-suited for this. I mean, it seems like this is what you do in your day life. So tell us um, a little bit about yourself and why you chose to run for Commissioner of Labor. Yeah, thank you, Senator. So the number one reason is that I'm absolutely passionate about making sure that we protect both our workers and our small businesses. That's what's got me in this race. You know, workers and small businesses are the backbone of North Carolina's economy. We need to be sure our workers are safe on the job, mm-hmm. uh, but we need to be sure our small businesses aren't overregulated. And so that's what got me into it. Um, this is my first run for elected office. I've got a day job. In fact, um, I'm at my day job right now. Right. Uh, and I'm a lawyer in private practice. I represent small businesses who get different kinds of citations from the Labor Department. Um, and so that's what I've been doing the last 13 years. Now I want to go from helping people defend themselves against the department to, to run in the department. Well, good. And you actually had a kind of like a celebrity, at least to our show, endorsement from a former Department of Labor commissioner. Tell us about that. I did, Senator. I have the endorsement of former Labor Commissioner Sherry Berry. Now, um, a lot of your listeners probably know her as Sherry Berry or mm-hmm. Cherry Berry or just the elevator lady, um, and that's how I would have known her till I got to the door. But um, you actually pronounce her name 
uh, Cherie Berry, right. and there's a, actually a fascinating story behind that name. I don't know if you all know it, but it's really actually uh, appropriate for Veterans Day coming up. Give it to us. To let um, us know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cherie Berry's father was a veteran in World War II. He participated in the liberation of France, and when he was going around, the French people were so appreciative of uh, the Americans, they were using a phrase uh, – uh, Mon Cherie, and it kind of translates to, to sweetheart. And so he said if he survived the war and made it back and had a daughter, he would name her Cherie. And he did, and she grew up to be the first female labor commissioner in North Carolina, uh, second longest serving statewide Republican after Jesse Helms, and that's Cherie Berry. And um, she's become a good friend and mentor to me, and I'm so grateful to have her support and her endorsement in this race. Well, good. Well, thank you for sharing that. We, At least I am all about history, and yes, that is an awesome history lesson. And so much of North Carolina has those type of stories all throughout it. Um, now, you've been on the campaign trail, and in the last couple minutes that we have with you, tell me, what is it like running statewide? What do you, What does your day entail? It's fantastic. Um, I mean, you're in a different county or city every day, sometimes multiple counties and cities in a day. Um, but it, it's an experience like no other. And nobody who does it will ever be sorry they did it uh, because you get to meet so many fantastic people mm -hmm. and go to every corner of this state, places you might not otherwise have had a reason to go to. Mm -hmm. And I have just loved being a statewide candidate and meeting people all across this state. So, uh, Senator, I recommend it. Uh, if you have uh, time on your hands, yeah. uh, I, I recommend it. Good. Now, um, let's see. I, I, before you got on, I was I was goofing around about a uh, constitutional amendment that I would have uh, loved to support, and that is the removal of all political signs from the state's right-of-ways. And uh, I had gotten a little carried away and said I was going to run for state office, which I am not. <laughs> um, but uh, so if someone wants to learn about you more, Luke, uh, let us know how we can um, reach out and learn more about you and your campaign. Yeah, thank you. You can go to LukeForLabor.com. That's the number four, LukeForLabor.com. And I will, if any of your listeners are going to be at the District 10 uh, convention tomorrow, I'll be there too, and they can meet me in person and uh, sort of vet me and ask me about why I'm running and what my vision is for the office. Very good. Well, Luke, thank you so much for giving us a call. That is Luke Farley, who's running for the Department of Labor. And what he meant by um, the Convention 10 is tomorrow, the 10th Congressional District representation of the Republican Party will be meeting at Iredell County uh, Courthouse at 4 p.m. That's correct. Thank you, Luke. <clears throat> Thank you all. You all have a great day. Thank you. Too. you. Um, since we're in the in the phone mode, why don't we go ahead? We do have a call. Doug's been waiting on the line. Doug, how are you doing today? You're on with Senator Sawyer. I'm doing great. I hope you all are doing well. Doing yes, well. Sir. Glad to hear it. Uh, I have to take uh, well a little contest with your point of view on putting out those campaign signs oh. and the rights of way there. Yes, sir. In 2012, I got 109,053 votes by simply putting out about 50 to 60 signs in key locations around the north end of Mecklenburg County, over in Mint Hill, and in Pineville. And all I did was put those signs out. I didn't knock on doors. I didn't talk to anyone. I think I got invited to two or three events. Uh, it was all because of name and face recognition from those big signs with my face on it. People remembered it when they went to the polls, and that's how I got the numbers. Did you win? 
<laughs> no, wait. no uh, I did how. I did, however, get the third highest number of votes in Mecklenburg County. Nice. Unfortunately, my opponent got the second highest number of votes in Mecklenburg <laughs> County, but I did get the highest I, I did get the highest number of Republican votes by something like sixty to sixty five thousand. So it was well worth it. But I mean everybody has their own way of doing things. But when you said that I had to call in because <laughs> that's how I got my vote. Thank you, Doug. And I, I appreciate that because I do know that it is politically unpopular for me to do that. I just, I, I just always, as the one who puts up and takes down the signs, just have a love-hate relationship for those things. <laughs> it was all tongue in cheek. Well, you know, I, I put mine out. Uh-huh. By, by the time I go to pick mine up the next morning, somebody else sort of come by and pick them up. So, I mean, I don't even have to worry about that. Somebody <laughs> yeah. else who the size takes them down. Yeah, we call that I the... I do have uh, a quick question yes, for sir. you, though, Vicki. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. If, if, if I may. Sure. Uh, can you do you know or can you find out why AM radios do not work in Mooresville? I will find out. I do not know. So that's a good question. So we'll um, put that on the list. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm asking is because I retired a while back, but I put out those community newspapers that you probably get to in Mooresville, that the Herald, and we do it in Lake Norman area too. And when I get into Mooresville, um, very few places can I pick up AM radio stations. And in fact, there are some places where you just get this coming through the radio at maximum volume. Uh, and I have no idea what's causing it, but like everywhere in downtown Mooresville, there's this issue. Good question. We'll find out for you. Thank you so much for your call. Thanks for the call. Thank and you for so your much. perspective about it. signs. Yes, I appreciate it. Absolutely. You'll have a great day. Yes, you too. sir. I've always Bye. wanted to say this Bye. on the radio. Back to the phones. We have <laughs> Mike <laughs> here to talk with the senator. Hi, Mike. You're on with Senator Sawyer. Good morning. Vicki, how are you doing today? Yes, sir. I'm well. I hope you are. I am. I just wanted to comment on your uh, your signs. Uh, yes, I'm going to put your name in as a write-in for governor this year uh, <laughs> when we have our another election. Uh, because if I haven't made up my sign by the, made up my mind by the time I get out of the car, I don't want to be harassed trying to figure it out going in. Thank you. Uh, Thank yeah, you. The, the, the signs and the harassment. Yeah, you, you better make up your mind before you get there, or don't go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yay! So now we have <laughs> a divided audience. <laughs> exactly. We have a representative audience. Yeah. We have pros and cons. <laughs> Mike, well, thanks so much for the call. I'll do a write-in for Vicki Sawyer. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Right. Thank you so thank much. You. It, it is. Thank Look you so much you for started. Call. Well, it is a thing. I mean, these signs and getting harangued. We call it the gauntlet. When you get out of your car and you go into the, I mean, people want to hand you stuff and talk to you. And it's, it's, there's passion on both sides. I know. <laughs> You just, you just like can't help it. I can't. You, you just step I, because right in it. it's election season, and I'm thinking about this. And but the most calls we have, and, and think of when you think about the the deep philosophical and informative <laughs> stuff we engage with on this call, and the most callers we have gotten to like in a long time yeah. has been because you talked about political signs. Hey, right I'm away. in. Let's, conti- let's exactly. continue. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah. It. There we go. <laughs> well done. Yes, <laughs> I have a. I, so just a little uh, behind the scenes action here. For those who don't know, there's this little thing in front of me called a stream deck, and we have sound effects now. And so I am extraordinarily excited about this. I'm going to uh, be working with our crack engineer, Bill, on various yes. and sundry sounds to okay. surprise you with. That, uh, that is going to be lovely. <laughs> I'm appreciative of that. It'll be lovely. Well, I mean, but you, I mean, like, like, you, you know what? Be better. Is that better? <laughs> is that one that better? 
would have been for Doug. That, that would have been the sign for Doug when it's it. But that, you know, I actually do appreciate what Doug said because that is that is anecdotal data that actually proved that you know those signs, I guess, do work. Um, now I'm talking about though. He said the ones with pictures and the big ones. I'm talking about those little ones that go like the what size are those things? They're, they're the yard signs, I guess. Signs. Yeah, the yard signs on the wire yeah, stands. Yeah, the, yeah. One, the one and the ones that get thrown up. You know, we buy. You know, we pay cash for houses and uh, yard sale, garage sale in this neighborhood. Yeah. Those kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. Hey, maybe I would have the um, street mowing association on my side if there's such a thing, like the the landscapers united oh, <laughs> against yeah, the yard signs. <laughs> yeah. Landscapers united against yard signs. I, yeah. think, I think there's a whole political underpinning here that yeah. you're starting to cultivate for yeah. your run in 50 years. In 50 years, but <laughs> 50 as we'll talk years. about in Rated X, I probably won't be able to make it that long. No, you will not be able to make it that long, yes. uh, considering how some how old some people think yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah. Which you are extraordinarily young and everything like we don't that. Know about that. But, hey, we have a guest caller coming in. That's a really big deal. I hope you guys stay with us. Yes, we do. After the break, we have Representative Patrick McHenry calling in to uh, talk about things going on at the federal, national, and uh, international level. So you're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. If you'd like to be part of our show, uh, 844 Studio 4. We are still streaming live from the WSIC News website, social media, YouTube, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and LinkedIn. So, like, just a deluge of calls about yeah. signs, man. And we're I've getting follow up texts. There's, there's passion around this. There is. A, I got a text from a friend who said, uh, forget signs. I had to put in a bigger mailbox to be able to get mail the last time you ran because of the mailer. <laughs> so I think that's coming at you right Yes, there. I know. <laughs> so you stirred a hornet's nest. I, you know what? We should go further into this. We will have a debate. No, we really should not. We, we really should stop now <laughs> before this just gets completely out of hand. I stand uh, by my stance. Yeah, but you stand by your stance. Well done. <laughs> While we're waiting for uh, Congressman Patrick McHenry to call in, did want to pick up real quick back on, um, uh, because it was something Virginia. Was interesting. Virginia happened. Yeah. So uh, Virginia, uh, if, uh, you know, there was a, I guess it was a couple of cycles ago, there was a lot of um, really just focus on the fact that uh, Governor Yonkin had won Mm -hmm. Um, as a Republican. You know, Virginia Mm -hmm. has been a reliably Democrat state. Their their Mm -hmm. General Assembly had been Mm -hmm. turned over, um, at least in state and national elections uh, and and in the governor's I think 2018 is when they flipped over or went purple. But they were a purple state. And a lot of people in North Carolina look to Virginia to try to see what the bellwether is of what's going to be in our next election. So that's really concerning for a Republican Party to see, especially some of the things that have been nationalized politically, which is if you talk, I want to go back to the Ohio legislation, and that is uh, over abortion, mm-hmm. which some of the things that you could say in the Virginia legislature, you know, they had uh, thought they were going to be able to flip the Senate to Democrat. Not only were they not able to do that, they lost their House of Delegates. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was not just a you know, you didn't win. It was like you didn't win and you lost by a lot. Right. Um, and so some people are focusing that around this abortion battle cry from the Democrats. And they see that as a winner um, that are coming politically. And, and not only is it seen, it's being proven to be a winner in states. You know, Ohio is considered a Republican state. I think yep. it's, I looked it up this morning. It's a 53% Republican and 45% Democrat state. And yet with their abortion, um, abortion vote, it was 56% 
that voted to enshrine abortion into their constitution, um, as well as the legalization of medical marijuana for use of 21 years or older, there was another 56%. Yeah. And so, and, and so, and it was, it was specifically medical marijuana? No, no, no. This is, uh, let's see, recreational marijuana, I'm sorry, recreational marijuana used for Ohioans age 21 plus. Legalize, limit homes, cultivation of marijuana plants, and regulate the marijuana industry. Now, that was not in the Constitution. That was is a state law. So the abortion was the Constitution, and the uh, uh, Mary Jane was actually um, a state law. So, yeah, both of those happened in a Republican state. And Virginia lost... Uh, or didn't flip, and then lost seats in a very purple state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what does that mean for our state in North Carolina coming in 2024? Well, and that's interesting because, you know, you just finished redistricting, right? And so, um, you know, there's there's several competitive races, it looks like, based off of so the way the districts are drawn. But, you know, medical, medical marijuana has been a subject over mm-hmm. the last couple of uh, legislative um, uh, sessions yes. uh, for you all. And I know that it's been looked at, um, did, you know, had, a, had another push this cycle, did Mm-hmm. not make it in. Um, and so I think it was, you know, and that, and, you know, we had casino gaming mm-hmm. um, and VLTs that was also part of it, you know, and that's a lot of vice to stick in, in one right. session probably. Um, but, you know, from a, you know, strictly around, you know, you know, medical marijuana in Virginia was legalized a while back. Mm-hmm. And so as was like casino gaming mm-hmm. a little while back. Mm-hmm. Now we have gotten into a point where, um, well, not, uh, yeah, casino, yeah. And so, so we're getting into a point where it seems like it's kind of flowing down south towards yeah. North Carolina. And let me take a little different track because it's something that I think last night I heard on the presidential election coming from Vivek. You know, we have as Republicans become this cycle of losers. Mm-hmm. And this last night, I feel like we lost those elections, or at least on some of those. Well, it's the the, the Republican Party in both of those states may have, you know, lost those elections. So where do you stop thinking about I have to be perfectly right in my minority or start working with the middle to come to a consensus so you can continually move the ball forward in a conservative fashion. So are we going to just sit there and say we were right, Trump won, this is it, da, 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 over and over and over again and realize that we continue to lose at the national and state level? Or are we going to wake up and actually move towards a place that we can actually win. I don't know that we are. Well, and I think that therein lies the challenges is when you have a conversation of about, you know, for example, take the presidential, and we've talked about this before, a lot of polling has come out with various um, candidates for the uh, the, uh, GOP. And in a number of those polls, you know, you know, three and four Republicans sometimes are beating Joe Biden and sometimes Trump's barely getting by. Yeah. And so at some point in time, you know, and I think that I, I, I'm not a fan of Vivek. I'll just, I'll just put it right. out there. Yeah. I'm not that at all. I didn't like but what I know, did. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. It, but, but that is a valid point of, you know, yes, we have, we have begun losing these things because in many instances, I think, I think, I think that there is a, a groundswell still of dislike for President Trump. That's just how it is. Um, and then I think there is a, a, a portion inside the Republican Party that demands total purity right. of perspective. And, and, and you know, we used to talk about being a big tent. We're not that. And again, I'm not saying compromise on principles that you can't compromise on. That's not what I'm saying. But we also have to understand that there is absolutely no candidate 
that will line up with most of us 100%. And to be fair, the candidate that does line up with most of us 100% probably can't win. Right. Because there is so much differing and nuanced perspectives that come inside the Republican Party. You and I have seen it mm-hmm. as being part of the Iredell County GOP. There's mm-hmm. a, a, a cross-section of views on things mm-hmm. and things as like well that. As well there should be. As well as there should well be. there should be. There is no one right ideology. And this whole mentality of, be, you know, like, forgive me, this Freedom Caucus stuff, all they mean is freedom to think like me caucus. They are what this purveyor of what they think purity is in the Republican Party and their numbers continue to dwindle because their exclusionary politics is doing nothing but leading us down and circling us down the drain of what's happening. We see that at the federal level and all the way down to the local level, and it's time for it to change. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I do think we do have Congressman McHenry now on the phone, so uh, we'll go ahead and jump in. Congressman Patrick McHenry, how are you, sir? Doing great. Better late than never. Sorry, sorry I'm late for the call. <laughs> no worries at all. I'm sure you have a couple Friday. things going on. Congressman, we have oh, uh, been fumbling through this radio show all the way. So um, from an, from a uh, faux pas that I've said about running for governor to uh, sign wars, then your late call is fitting right in. So we're good. <laughs> thank you. Just thank you for being part well, of the show. Well, <laughs> and, and clearly this Congress is stumbling through the year as well. So it all fits. <laughs> <laughs> so, Congressman, I know that there's been a number of things uh, that have, have gone on. You know, obviously the speaker race finally uh, settled. I know that you had a, uh, a huge hand in that. You've gotten a couple of memes, a sketch on Jimmy Fallon. So probably more pub than you probably ever <laughs> wanted, But uh, which the Jimmy Fallon thing was fantastic, if I may say. But um, I know one of the things that you have really been focusing on is the continuing uh, issues over in Israel um, and the and their um, you know pushback in the Gaza Strip against Hamas? I know that there was a censure vote this week for um, one of the uh, representatives, Representative Rashid Tlaib. So you know what is you know sort of now that things seem to be settled from you know administrative leadership standpoint, um, what is going on inside of Congress around Israel right now? Well, we have um, a significant amount of uh, give and take in the House and the Senate on this. Um, the crux of it is we have two bills that have to pass. I mean, any sort of right-thinking person acknowledges that we have to fund the government. There is uh, no fight that conservatives win in a government shutdown about fiscal restraint. We usually end up paying up more post-shutdown. So I don't think – I think a, a shutdown is a fool's errand because it's not effective. It's never been proven to be effective at getting fiscal restraint or policy wins. So we have to fund the government, and we've got, to, we've got to restrain spending to the maximum extent we can. We've got to cut spending to the maximum extent we can, mm-hmm. acknowledging that Republicans only control the U.S. House, not the Senate and not the White House. And this White House and this Democrat Party in Washington wants to spend at an unbelievably high rate. And uh, they, they showed that when they control Washington. That's why we have inflation that's out of control. And why the American people are suffering under these these high prices that we see everywhere. And so, um, the second bill that has to happen is uh, is funding our national security initiatives. That means um, fighting the bad guys where they are rather than here on the homeland. Mm-hmm. It means uh, it's supporting our allies um, and making it sure that free people in the world can remain free from aggression. And if we do those things effectively and smartly, we can also benefit uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. national interests 
over the next 20, 30, 40 years if we do it smartly. So let me unpack that. Um, we've got to support Israel. We, we've had uh, our clearest and best uh, connection with any other country in the world is our connection with Israel. And I think it's a sacred, important connection for us uh, to, to have as Americans. Um, that means we have the, the best technology in the world. Israelis provide to us and we provide to them. It is a mutually beneficial relationship when it comes to technology. You see what uh, their ability to shoot down uh, these rockets out of the sky before they impact people and buildings and everything else. Um, that is technology that they've developed and uh, components of which the U.S. ingenuity uh, helped develop as well. So we've benefited. Uh, both of us have benefited from this technology exchange. We also need to support them with a little bit of uh, help monetarily uh, to buy those supplies that are usually that are mostly made here in the United States. So th that's important right now. And in, 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 um, uh, because of the terrorist attack, the 10-7 attack, the October 7th attack that they experienced, which was uh, massive, massive, horrific, um, and but the level of barbarity is is, is just um, beyond yeah. uh, human comprehension. So we obviously have to do that. We also have to make sure that we fund um, the fight in Ukraine. And I, I, want, I want to just, if I can, th th explain why this is important. These are Ukrainian lives and Ukrainians that want to be free from uh, Russian oppression, number one. Uh, number, and we should support, we should support, support free peoples remaining, uh, trying to remain free everywhere in the globe, number one. Number two, this is one of our, uh, uh, you know, one of our most important adversaries, top two or three uh, worst actors globally. And what we can do is, is support through munitions and weapons, uh, Ukrainians fighting for themselves. Uh, that is far better than funding Americans to go fight for other people's freedoms. We're providing them weapon systems so they can fight. And so uh, that's second point. Third point is by doing one and two, the, the third value is that we deteriorate Putin's military capacity and take them off the playing field for aggression around the world. There is huge benefit out of that. Uh, to the world if, if we can do that appropriately. And fourth and finally, you can then take these pivot players uh, like India, uh, these countries that, that um, aren't perfectly aligned with anyone. They just want the best deal uh, for their citizens uh, and for their economy. Ukraine um, it is important because we're drawing down weapon systems from around the world, which brings those players uh, to U.S. supply chains. So, if India is giving up these, um, these weapon systems that they got from Russia and from the Soviet Union um, to support Ukraine, they're going to backfill with American capacity, which brings them into our fold. Final point, and this is the final point. I am a Cold War conservative. I think it's important for us to kill communists wherever they are in the world and communist aggression wherever they are in the world. So uh, that's my final point, which is, uh, these are the, these are these are legacy communists that are fighting uh, fighting their neighbors and trying to kill people and have more power and control, which is part and parcel of being a communist. So, anyway, 
Sorry, that's a long answer, but it's an important <laughs> one to get right. No, 100%. And also, you know, obviously on the home front, you know, you chair the uh, Financial Services Committee. Um, you know, what's next for you all? I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, that, you know, the key is for avoiding, you know, any type of government shutdown and everything like that. But what are some other major priorities that you all are pursuing right now? Um, well, first, financial stability. I think this administration has done a terrible job of bringing financial stability to a really complicated uh, economy. Uh, the economic policy of this, uh, of this administration is atrocious. That's why the American people um, are not supportive of President Biden, even if they're supportive of uh, governors across the country. And, um, and, and you know, so, so I, I think uh, the economic leadership of this administration uh, should be called out because it, it is truly painful on the American people. Um, and, and so we're calling attention to the regulatory actions that make the life more expensive for the American people, number one. Number two, we're trying to push policy that enables us to use technology more freely uh, without uh, government intervention uh, or the government tilting the playing field to the biggest players in technology. Uh, third, uh, finally, we want a more competitive economic system so people can get uh, investments um, and opportunity to invest uh, with less expense and more opportunity. So those are the things we're pushing broadly, and we've got um, bills specific to those that, that we hope to get across the line in the next couple of months. Awesome. Great. Well, Congressman, thank you very much. I really do appreciate your time. I know you're busy, but do want, real quickly want to say very uh, happy that you remained in our area as our Congressman. Yes. Uh, you're, uh, t- you still represent us from a 10th District standpoint. Do you have 10th District Convention tomorrow up in Statesville? Uh, so really excited that uh, you continue. You get to continue representing us. Hopefully you're excited as well. Yes. Oh, I'm very excited. Grateful to have Ardo County remain the, the, the centerpiece of the 10th District and I'm going to represent the 10th District. Very good. Great. Well, the Congressman Patrick McHenry, thank you so much for your time, sir. Have a great weekend. Thanks, y'all, too. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Congressman Patrick McHenry calling in and uh, talking with us today. And so uh, for those of us who, who joined uh, back midstream coming in, in off the radio, radio yeah. on the radio, just a reminder that we do um, archive this show as a podcast on the uh, YouTube on YouTube as well as the Facebook page. So you can go back and listen to our full interview with Congressman Patrick yeah. McHenry. But, um, you know, so continuing our trend, we actually missed a break. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so. so we, but you know what? We're we're we are. Uh, we're rebels. We're rebels. We have to go with the flow, you okay. know. Like you can't, you can't, you know. Nobody, wait, put, nobody rebel? puts, nobody puts Vicky wait in a minute, corner. Wait a minute, so wait we gotta, you know, we gotta, we, we, we gotta, we gotta be us. David, <laughs> a rebel does not go with the flow. That's right. We so don't. we can't be rebels and go with the flow at the same time. Exactly. So what are you talking about? Um, we can. Okay. We're a paradox. Okay. Is that we're a what paradox. It is? Exactly. We're a paradox. <laughs> okay. We're like salt and pepper, right? Exactly. We go together, but we're two distinct different things. Exactly. Okay. 100%. I See, got I'm glad, it. I'm glad that you it. recognize that. We're, I got it. We are, we are highly complex individuals, Vicki Sawyer, <laughs> as, as our listeners will attest to. <laughs> well, apparently I'm old, by the way. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, so Rated we'll, X. Yeah, we'll go ahead and come jump into uh, our Rated X segment. So you, you have a, uh, I, I don't know if, I mean, I would call it a stalker, but 
but uh, you attentively, um, you know, last week during our Rated X segment, we uh, had a couple of uh, clapbacks, if you will, at you hey. uh, from D-O-double-G at you. And he, apparently he does not like when you get awards. He does not like when you get recognition. First of all, then good, because I'm going to recognize myself yet for another thing. <laughs> I am the recipient of four continuous weeks with no workplace accidents. So you still have not gone back at anybody? I have still... Not even yeah, from your fake accounts? No, I have no fake <laughs> accounts. We have established that before, but I would like to celebrate four weeks of... <laughs> Positivity. Excellent. I know. I uh, but know. obviously you're not swaying D-Dog. No, I'm he not. Does not. He does no. not appear so like you. So what did, what did you get hit with this yeah, week? Yeah, so remember Rated X is our segment where we talk about tweets that I put out and the fun things that come back. And so this was a good one. I actually am very um, honored by this award. The North Carolina Travel Industry Association just tweeted out this week, and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Uh, we're pleased to announce that Senator Sawyer is our 2023 Senator of the Year, and she'll be our guest of honor next week at their dinner in Raleigh at their uh, convention. Um, they also have other guests. And so there was a picture of me. And, so you, you got know, an award? I got an award. Congratulations. That's great. <laughs> so no. we don't get to use that one. No. Panthers don't get awards or wins. So since you got an award or a win, I thought we'd use that. I'm going to be so obnoxious with this. You've been waiting for that one, I'm going to be so obnoxious with this, but please continue. Well, you know the award that didn't get one last night? What's that? The, the Panthers. Panthers. Exactly, which is why I have to use this because rarely do you get to hear that anymore. Oh my gosh, how terrible. Um, oh, no, no. So this wasn't the D-Dog. This was uh, someone who uh, loves uh, Deer Creek Creamy. Do they have a Ukraine flag? They do have okay, a Ukraine flag. Okay, so then they're a better flag. person than so they're they're the, person They are you. a better person than me. Okay. So the tweet back is, after I say thank you so much for this distinguished award, correction, it's State Senator Vicki Sawyer, <laughs> an award from lobbyist, how charming. <laughs> Clarification, it's State Senator. So, yeah. it's, uh, like, As would, if I were to be confused with the two that we have. Exactly. The federal yeah. senators. <laughs> that, oh my Lord, bless people's hearts. <laughs> bless people's hearts. So, But he, does, he didn't like that you got that. No, apparently not. It, 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 it irks him that people are nice to one another in a professional business. Business that often people are not. So getting that distinguished award is is obviously uh, shame on me. Yes, yes. How shame dare on you, me how for dare actually working that. to get legislation passed that yeah. helps everyone. And but to, I thought I thought that um, I thought D Dog hit you though. Because oh. did, did did, this was funny. D Dog had something funny in here. Oh no, I think um, we're giving this oh, guy oh, yeah. too much. No, no, too never, much airtime. Never. Air time. never. Okay. No, you had what a thing in there. Yeah, you had a thing in there um, on. Uh, you had a thing in there where you were talking. It was a uh, retweet tweet on some... Uh, and it was a Veterans Day thing. Yes, it was a Veterans Day okay. thing and everything like that. And you retweeted something and D-Dog responded back with old and nasty. Oh! <laughs> so, I didn't see that one! <laughs> you didn't see that one? Oh my gosh, I thought you had seen that one. <laughs> so, last week you were a granny. Yeah. And this week, old nasty. <laughs> He does not like you. I'm assuming it's a he. It could be a girl, I guess. A woman. He's not a fan of yours. What did you do to this poor person? I Apparently, I took their puppy and killed it or something. You I have did no something. Idea. You know what? He probably loves political science in the right of way. <laughs> he probably does. He's Next week, him. it's going to be about political science. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put all the signs in the right of way. You can't stop me, Granny. Uh, <laughs> oh, you folks are so funny with their hate. 
hatred because it's just. <laughs> it is, it I is mean, the, 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 the hate is strong. Do you think they like, when someone sends out something mean like that, do you think they like stand up straight in their chair and like clap themselves on the back? Oh, or, absolutely. And they feel better. Absolutely. Like, is their latte so much, so much thicker and creamier at that point? I and does the you, sun come out? I and, guarantee you when D-Dog does this, after he's done it, he goes out and he like goes to Starbucks and he gets the triple everything. He gives and himself he an award. Back, he gives himself an award because he's like, yeah, I showed her. Yeah. Thinking about award, yeah. award hungry people. <laughs> take take your, that. Yes. This bitter <laughs> Exactly. What is, I don't know. Uh, what is that old uh, saying? Like, if you can't say something nice, don't say something at all. Like, well, if you what? can't say something nice, tweet it. Oh, that's okay. what that's, that's what you do. Your exit. That should be my What is even the term now? I, it's really hard for me. You know, is it, it posted? I was thinking about when you know when you were in school and you had a beloved teacher and she got married halfway through the school and you couldn't call her like Mrs. Jones. You had to call her Mrs. Smith. Always all of a sudden, that. I always hated I, that. She was always Mrs. Jones to me. So for me, Twitter is Mrs. Jones. It's yes. hard for me to say a new name. Well, that's part of us being rebels. We still we still oh, do tweets. Okay. We still say Twitter. Okay. But um, speaking of one well, one quick interesting thing yeah. that happened this week, um, uh, State Auditor Beth Wood oh. um, had announced she wasn't going to run for re-election, but now is actually, she was going to finish out her term, but now actually is resigning. You know, I really looked up to Beth Wood because she, to me, represented a strong female, even though she is not a Republican. Um, I can admire her tradecraft and she, what I thought I, I held her in high esteem thinking that she was like one of the good ones. And I think for a lot of her service, she was. But this SB, uh, State Bureau of Investigation uh, apparently has been looking at her for the last four to six months. Um, I'm hearing other things are going to come up. From this investigation, it's not just about necessarily the car. Maybe it is. It could be just gossips who are saying that, so I probably shouldn't repeat it. So forgive me for that. Um, but yeah, I just I'm just disappointed because um, I really looked up to her as someone who role model in a way um, about how to, you know, speak truth to government corruption. And she was the one who would bust anybody's chops over any type of money and impropriety, whether it be a state, a city councilman or a state of council. I mean, she would go through and investigate and hold them accountable for the taxpayer's money, which I really admired um, at, and, and just, you know, had a strong jaw all the way through doing it. Um, this is unfortunate and sad for me to, that this is going to be, now ingrained and entrenched a part of her legacy as to have some mispropriety. Yeah. And I think, and I hate to see it too, because again, like you said, she was not a Republican, uh, but you know, you could respect the way she went about her job, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in, in handling things. And like, I don't think, you know, what's really impressive to me is, is that given how you feel about strong women and leadership <laughs> and my respect for them, the fact that you liked her, I mean, that that's I saying something right there. I'm not <laughs> saying that I don't appreciate strong women in legislative life. You like Dude. that I like strong women. Yes, no, <laughs> I'm only allowed to like one. No, it's just fun to pick on you about <laughs> yes, it. <laughs> I totally understand. That's, and that's it's fair. just fun to pick on you about it. Because you don't often see men who have strong political opinions that often go in by it's it's actually admirable, I think it is, for oh, you to look you. at to look at both women and men and just find the goodness regardless of if they wear 
five inch heels or three inch heels, right? Which I thought oh, was a total, oh, God, yeah, that was a total silly thing. And did you know that Ron DeSantis was actually five foot 11? I did not know. Yeah. I'm five foot 11. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so why are they giving him this beef on wearing, he wears, it's called cowboy boots, y'all. They have a heel. That's just kind of what it is. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like some of the smear stuff is just disgraceful. And I saw that last night on the on the stage. So I am supporting you in your love of Nikki Haley. Well, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. Welcome to the team. Yeah. Welcome I didn't say I'm on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I just support your support. That's a very yeah, political answer. That is a very political yes. answer. In the time we have left, though, do want to acknowledge it is Veterans Day. Yes. Um, and thank you to all of our veterans yes. uh, who thank serve um, and, and keep us protected. Um, have a number of Veterans Day events that have gone on uh, this right. week okay. and I think a couple more tomorrow. So um, if you uh, know any veterans, um, interact with any veterans, please thank them for their service. Absolutely. Come out to Mooresville and Statesville. They both, and I think uh, North Mac, we all have things going on tomorrow for Veterans Day. Yep. This has been Weird Just saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.